hail the power of Jesus' name, let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. And once again, I am now here to deliver the bad news that... That's going to be the high point here. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> no. Yeah. I asked for something heavy today. <laughs> I am Michael. That is Cameron. Hi. We have gathered together this week to tell you that enough is only enough when you've actually had enough. So, just in case you were worried about content this week, we have dug Cameron out of her hermit's hole yeah, to run through some news snow. stories. <laughs> Lou got caught at a real job, like making money and stuff, the nerve of some people. So, oh, I know, just buying groceries. So, hopefully, we will. Hopefully, we will get <laughs> Lou back next week because we had some fun stuff lined up, but that'll have to wait. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, <sighs> you wanted fun stuff, huh? Well, all right. At least more lighthearted. Last week. <laughs> oh no, no, no! You have to wait for the lighthearted story. Okay. Story three. Okay. Good news. It does not involve male genitalia of any shape, form, or fashion. Thank goodness. Actually, technically, this, it doesn't involve genitalia. This. L- Notice, I said technically. I'm gonna say because this lady's tired of <laughs> that. I'm a mom of a boy. I'm tired. That's enough. Uh-uh. So, all right. Are we? Do you, you just want to dive right in? So once again, sure. we will run our three stories through our resident hermit and <laughs> see what the initial reaction is, and hopefully, actually formulate a Christian mindset in response to these. Because again, we try to have fun with this. We try to give you something fun to think about. But this is the ultimate goal here. Is yeah. Learning to think through the silliness of this world, theologically, because this is the problem. The world is getting sillier. Yes, sadly. The, the paganism of culture has not gone away. It has not taken a vacation. It is only getting worse, worse. Yes. and I don't want it to. It so, all right, you ready? Okay, I'm all right, ready. This, this goes back a couple weeks. But it's worthwhile because I just saw it and I, I rolled my eyes so hard I almost went blind. Okay. So, Bernie Sanders. He'll, he's still around? Yes. He okay. has not died yet. The angry man is still yelling at his cloud in Vermont. <laughs> the the angry Soviet socialist is still trying to win the war with history, and unfortunately, <laughs> I think he might actually pull it off. But Bernie <laughs> is in the crosshairs. Oh, whoa. What did he do? <laughs> he has demonstrated white privilege. Okay. Now, this is important because Bernie is typically down with the struggle. Yes, I agree. He's usually all about yeah, other he, people's He is all struggle. on that side, yeah. but Bernie demonstrated white privilege. All right. What did he do? He went to the inauguration. That was bad enough. But at the inauguration, remember it was cold as all get out. Oh, so white people ain't supposed to go out in cold. No, no, no. Bernie demonstrated his white privilege because he had on a warm jacket and mittens. He Oh, how dare he? Exactly. Well, but what else? What was he supposed to wear? Bathing suit? What is he, probably part of the, he can't be part of the polar bear club until February. So I mean, unless they move the inauguration to February and they all show up, I don't know. In bathing suits. I mean, 
So what would um, I? Yes, because so how? He, because these are expensive luxury items that many people of color cannot afford. So it is many white people of non-color can't is, afford them either. It, it is apparently now white privilege to have a warm jacket and mittens and not freeze to death at the inauguration. I do remember <laughs> the pictures of the mittens. I mean, every so often I yeah, do. You, I'll, you, every so often I'll go on Google and I'll do a quick search for you saw local the news. Yeah. They were nice mittens. Yeah, they were. I mean, I do remember seeing people talking about how they liked nice. it. And it's, it's a teacher or something like that who made them, uh, who does it on the I side don't care. or whatever. They're mittens. So I mean, I just I read that in the little little blurb or whatever. But I was like, okay. I mean, I thought they were regular. To no, me. no, they looked warm. I thought Bernie they were ugly, is now but Bernie is evil because he allowed his white privilege to shine through by wearing a warm jacket. And mittens. So apparently Says now, who? Them, those that are in charge of these sorts of things. I mean, oh wait. what newspaper? What? What? Who signed their name at the bottom of this article? I that don't care. This? Pagans are them. I mean, <laughs> paganist Moronicus. Pagan Martin. Pick out yeah. your. Pick out your. Paganist Moronicus. <laughs> okay. Probably writes for the New York Times on the side. I mean, come on. Oh my goodness. Oh, you you think this is bad? You you, we, you just wait. It's getting better. It's getting better by the minute. Oh. Now, okay. Why point out this stupidity? One, because it is. It's stupidity. It is stupid. All right, so, Christian, this is why I say enough is enough only when you've actually had enough. Mm -hmm. So what is Bernie Sanders' response to all this? I don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have one? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. The fact that there was a group of people, the fact that there was a news outlet, Mm -hmm. a news organization of any repute whatsoever, that was willing to publish anything related to the fact that wearing a warm coat in in January when it is 20 degrees outside, when you are 82 years old, because Bernie is up there. He may yeah. not be 82, but he's somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. You're seeing your so when you're an 80-year-old man and you're wearing a warm coat and mittens outside, this is not a demonstration of privilege. This no. is a demonstration of common sense. Yes. We used to have these phrases. You don't even have enough common sense to get out of the rain. Well, when you're standing in the cold and you're freezing to death, common sense would tell you to do what? Get out of the cold. Or if you're stuck put being there, coat. to put on Warm clothing. I'm so going to be standing mama, outside. So every mama who looks at their youngins and yells, put on a coat and hat and gloves before you go outside that snow. They're having white, regardless of what color, they're, they're showing their white privilege. You just, uh, you just nailed why this is a big deal. Because even if it's, si- it's silly fringe. See, here, this is the point. Okay. This is silly, stupid fringe. A jacket and mittens is not white privilege. No. But how does the pagan worldview advance its cause? See, I have no what idea. is common, what is what is commonplace in mainstream today mm-hmm. was stupid 15 or 20 years ago. I mean, if I popped you in a DeLorean and, and rode you with Marty McFly back to the late 90s and told you that we were going to live in a world where men who identify as women can compete in women's athletics and that would be considered normal, what would you have told me? Surely not. You just said that's dumb. Yeah, that's like just... if I brought you back pictures of the rugby dude <laughs> who's like six three, two forty, and he's going to compete in women's rugby, and and everything's going to be normal because he's got long hair and breast implants. That's okay now. You know, I do remember having these conversations as a child in elementary school. Um, how. Boys are better than girls, and girls are better than boys. And sitting there talking about who's better than who. Now, mind you, we weren't talking about mm-hmm. girls are going to dress up as boys and vice and play on the boys' team. But the, I was, 
I remember having the idea not firmly implanted into my mind, but the conversations were being had. Why can't girls play with the boys team? I remember Mm -hmm. now, I don't remember how that got started, but I do remember having those conversations about fourth or fifth grade with my my fellow classmates. Now, whether or not a teacher implemented it or whether or not social media or not social media then, but the media in general. But I do remember back in, this is elementary, so 93, 94, 95, third, fourth, fifth grade, those conversations being had amongst myself and my friends, me going, I don't want to play against the boys. <laughs> See, now I can <laughs> but, tell you where the conversations come from. Yeah. When a ruling authority forgets God, what does that ruling authority do? It makes itself God. And there you go. So when you take God out of the picture, I don't I no longer have a biblical basis for gender roles. Mm-hmm. I no longer have a biblical basis for distinction in jobs and responsibilities as given by God. So my pagan worldview now supplements that and says that there is no difference. See, now the reason we're down this road is because in the 90s, you would have said, this is dumb. There is just no way this is ever going to become a thing. Yeah. It's a not, thing. Yeah. I mean, you talk about it, but it's like... It's 2021 not. and it's a thing, which yeah. means in 2021, we're all sitting around going... A warm jacket in mittens is not privilege, folks. It's 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 what you do when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. We we literally have ministries and things to designed around this to make sure that everybody has these sorts yes, of things. Yes, those so, who want one and gets one. Yes. So th- that's that's a dumb standard. Well, what's a dumb standard in 2021? What is it going to be in 2055? Oh, jeez. Now this becomes important because where does this go? See, so in order to forsake your privilege now, I have to not have mittens or I have to buy other people mittens. See, there's no action step to this. No, there's not. It's just whining. But that's the goal. Just to whine? That's Mm -hmm. the goal is just to whine to be heard until nobody's listening anymore and they just walk away. Because if you had to summarize the pagan worldview, and yes, I'm going to keep saying that because what you're seeing in action, if you have rejected the Christian worldview, you are operating in a pagan worldview it mm-hmm. is a it can be a secular worldview it can be materialistic or a humanistic worldview yeah. but they're all type of paganism but they're pagan worldviews yes they are something will be worshipped whether it is the christian god rightly or whether it is some pagan deity you have invented or including mittens. yourself it is it is what it is summarize it with a game show and i would tell you it's whose line is it anyway uh. it's the game <laughs> it's it's the show where the game's made up and, and the points, points don't, don't matter, matter. See, Jesus warned you about this. Mm-hmm. If you build on his foundation, what have you built on? A solid foundation. Yes. A so when the stone. winds and the rains and the waters rise and all these things come and the, and the foundations are shaken, what does the house do? It stands it firm. Because it's built upon the rock. Yes, it is. But if you forsake a Christian worldview and you build upon a pagan worldview, you are no longer building upon the rock. You are now building upon... The shifting sands. Which means... When, what firm stability do you have? None. None. And that's intentional. It is by design. Where does, or maybe I should say, who is the origination of the pagan worldview? The devil himself. See, there you go. What's his plan? Oh, to undercut all things God. Can to he make win? himself God. No, he can't win. He already knows that. Which means the goal oh, between now and eternity is just chaos. Chaos, yeah. Chaos See, and so take whoever he can with The fruit of him. a pagan worldview is utter insanity and chaos. Yes, it is. So we have to look and say, no, coats and mittens are not privilege. 
they're the right outworking of working and having an income and buying things proper planning for this event. Now, if you don't have that because you have not worked or you cannot work, then we can maybe talk about this. But I got another thing for you. That's not white privilege. That's just economic privilege. Yeah, and it's not a privilege. You've on, worked. Yeah, it's the price for and, what And now? I don't even like Bernie. I'm now defending Bernie's work ethic. Do you realize yeah, how much I that like hurts me? <laughs> I see that. So my question would be, so Kamala Harris and her family, if they're not outside freezing to death, do they also have white privilege? Mm. See, now you you threw race in there when you you put her in there because she's not white. See, this becomes the issue and this becomes the stupidity of, again, pointing this out. It's not privilege. It's economic opportunity. It's economic outworking. Bernie has the money to afford that coat and those mittens. Therefore, he bought that coat and those mittens. He was going to go outside in the cold, so he put on appropriate clothing to be outside in the cold. As did our president. As did everybody. Everybody. Now, here's the thing. If you stand there and say, well, I can't afford a warm coat and mittens to stand outside in the cold, you are not disadvantaged. You may not be as materialistically blessed, but you are not disadvantaged. You are not disenfranchised. The word you're missing is, I cannot afford that expensive of a coat yeah, you can afford because something. you can afford something. something even the homeless who go to the homeless shelter even if it's a free coat they can still afford a free coat an extra layer a sim- we've done this for church and by the way we recognize that there are people who do not have that's yes. why every year we hand out coats blankets backpacks gloves. that have gloves yes. hats socks water bottles deodorant razors personal items. we do this yes. every year we've done this every year since Yes. Who knows when? Before that's, I was that's, in here. That's what we're supposed so. to do. So, yeah, it's, it's, if you're just whining because he can afford a $5,000 coat well, and whatnot, then okay. But if you but can that's afford a, different a $5 argument. That's not a coat. privilege argument. That's, a, that's an economic argument. That's an income argument. If your yes. argument is he shouldn't have that coat, then we can have a different discussion. Their argument is that's just white privilege. Just having a coat yeah. Intersectionality in cannot sustain itself. It can't. Oh, and that's what this wow. comes down to. Critical race theory and intersectionality, they are vapid and Empty worldviews that do nothing but divide. Yes, they do. They seek to divide. So undermine their foundation and move on. Yep. Are you ready for story number two? Hmm. Okay. San Francisco, California school board has decided that they need to rename a lot of their buildings. They're not called schools anymore? They're mm. called jails? No, they're, they're named after... <laughs> Institutions? What? They're named after um, famous Americans, presidents, things like that. Oh, hi. All right. There is one particular president that they have decided is a particularly problematic name, and they need to take his name off of all of the schools that he has named after him. And the reason why his name has to be taken down is because it is obvious, based on his life and history that this man has demonstrated that black lives did not matter to him. All right, hang on. Now, would you like to guess which president this is? My first thought is Abraham Lincoln. Your first thought would be correct. Oh, my gosh. No, he was, well, actually, you're right. He was for keeping the states together because he realized a nation divided cannot stand, which is... but. What these people are trying to do but to the divide man everybody. who wrote the but Emancipation he, Proclamation. He freed them. He <coughs> the, freed them because he knew it was The man work. who started a war over slavery, who wrote the Emancipation Proclamation, demonstrated that black lives did not matter to him. Therefore, we can't have his name on our schools. <laughs> if you could see the you look know, that I'm getting right now. Of course, my first thought is since we don't want to, since nobody believes in history anymore anyway, 
Why not? Why leave his? Why not leave his name? Who cares? Because you don't believe in history anyhow. Well, write it, rewrite it yourself. What, okay. So what is it about his life that d- demonstrates? He's an old dead white guy. They're evil. That's it. They're evil. They don't, do they even have a reason other than the fact he's an that old dead white guy? He's a white Washington's president. gone. Roosevelt is gone. Lincoln's gone. They're all gone. So any white president should not have a name on a building. Well, they're problematic. They're privileged. They're problematic. Oh, they're problematic. Yeah, they're all problematic. Yeah, we're, we're all done here. I think that it's San Francisco. They're all going to be Harvey Milk High School anyway because, you know, apparently we need to name everything after that wretched soul. Who's that? Mm. Just leave that question right where it is. You don't want to know. Okay, gotcha. Sean Penn made a movie about him. That should be everything you need to yeah. know. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So See, now, to... again. There's just some things. As I was watching my lady's Bible study on how to have joy in your life is walk away from evil. <laughs> that was one of the things that is step number three. Number one is don't speak evil. Don't speak falsely. Don't speak. Don't have anything untrue or evil come out of your mouth. Number two is to walk away from evil. So therefore, I am walking away from that one. Now, here's why this becomes that, important because this okay. also connects us to the first story. All right. Intersectionality is a broken worldview. It's yes, empty. It uh-huh. Now, the problem with it is is that critical race theory and intersectionality as part of the pagan worldview cannot help itself. There is no privilege that it will not root out. There is no line it will not cross. The biblical example that we use for this is locusts, a plague Mm -hmm. of locusts. If you look at your neighbor's field and you go, "Uh I don't like that guy. His wheat harvest always does better than mine. And you know what? He, he's got it coming. He, he, every year I have these iffy crops, and some years I have a good crop, and some years I don't. And he just always seems to get it right. And I, you know what? Jealousy. I'm going to get some locusts, and I'm going to turn them loose on his field. Mm-hmm. All right. Your field is next to his field. What are the locusts going to do when his field is all eaten up? Mm. They just keep right on going. They eat till there is no more to eat. When do the stop. locusts go? You know, guys, that, that was a great meal. And I think I'm just going to kick back and have a cup of coffee right now and, and let some digestion happen and no, maybe take a nap. No, that's not how, how no. locusts do. No. Locusts devour until there is... They eat till they die, pretty much. and, and then Yeah, they eat till they reproduce, and then they die, and then their offspring do what? Locusts just... The locust, locust. Yeah, locust, locust. <laughs> they locusts locust. are locusting. <laughs> um, I got news for you. Intersectionality is a plague of locusts. Yeah. And here's an example. We can look at the president who fought the Civil War to end slavery, freed the slaves, restored the Union, did all of these things, which objectively, look, you can, you can quibble. I spent 25 years in the South where I, I actually know people who, not, not jokingly, actually refer to that as the wall of Northern aggression. My and they're school, serious. Yes, my high school history teacher. Well, he was joking when he did no, it. But I actually know people that they're was, serious about this. Yes, it was. So, yes, they were. So, I mean, they you can quibble, and, and, I, and I understand the arguments about states' rights and all. You can quibble with the why and the how. But to sit there and say that the, that the man demonstrated that black lives did not matter to him. You know what that tells me? There is no line. That is good enough. Mm-mm. If you're an old dead white guy, you're evil. If you're a living white guy, you know what you're going to be pretty soon? Evil. evil. If you're not already. There is no line. The mittens will be applied to you as well. Yeah. See, these ideas connect. See, Bernie has spent his entire life, mm-hmm. literally his adult life, he's never actually held a real job. Yeah. Bernie Sanders was the mayor of what was it Montpelier? He was mayor of mayor of something in Vermont. Okay. Affectionately known as Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> he w- he was a mayor of a town and then he got elected to legislature and then he made his way to Senate and he's been in the Senate since, you know, the earth was cooled. 
He has never actually had a real job. He has always lived in the public sector. His wife is a college professor and a college president. She's never had a real job in that regard. She has she has lived off of the public sector in that sense. So her tax dollars have funded their entire lives. Mm -hmm. And Bernie has warred his entire life to make sure that taxpayer dollars not only fund his life, but as many lives as are humanly possible. He has been consistent. Or as humanly impossible in his politics case. Yeah. So Bernie has been down with the struggle for four decades. If he can land in the crosshairs no one's safe. If Abraham Lincoln, who if you're going to go back through American history and go, there's the guy that BLM and intersectionality should be able to latch onto and say, that's our dude. That's our guy. He's in the crosshairs. Hmm. None of them. Teddy Roosevelt is part of the birth of the progressive movement in this country, mm-hmm. which they trace their roots through. He's in the crosshairs. They're all in the crosshairs because, again, when do the locusts go? That was a good meal. I'm good. I'm full now. No, they don't. They don't, they, and they never will. They go until they destroy everything, and nothing is good. Now, this is important because... Even them. One of the things that I have been preaching for years is to make sure we bring the weapons of our warfare into the public square. Mm-hmm. And this becomes important because for too long, the church has spent, and when I say church, I mean the church in general. Mm-hmm. The church has spent way too long acquiescing Excuse me. (coughs) Got a cough there. Acquiescing and surrendering to the culture. We have not brought the weapons of Scripture to bear. We have gone along to get along, and we have hoped that they would eventually go on to something else. Yeah, leave us alone. Eventually, our 15 minutes of Enough is only enough when you've actually had enough. And they will never There's have got to reach a point, Christian, where you dig in your heels and say, you, you, gotta, you gotta have your Gandalf moment from Lord of the Rings. Thou shall not pass! <laughs> and I'm not even a big Lord of the Rings guy. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I see, that's what I'm saying. My kids haven't seen it either. So, I mean, you, there's some point you gotta draw a line in the sand. And see, what we've done as the American church, especially, is we've drawn a line in the sand and said, don't step over that line or else. And they stepped over the line. And then we looked at him and went, all right, so we drew another one. Don't step over that one or else. And they we stepped over that one. Yeah, we turned to Elmer Fudd with Bugs Money, and he keeps stepping over the line, and we don't ever do anything. And eventually we step now, off Now, I am not saying <laughs> that we should be taking up arms and going into rebellion, but at some point we've got to put our feet in the ground and say, no, this is dumb. It is a rejection of all that God has created, all that he has called us to, and we will not allow this any further. Mm-hmm. No, you will literally have to do this over my loud objection and my calling you to repentance. You're not going to win this argument. That's why I said, when you asked, who wrote the article on Bernie? I don't know, and I don't care. Paganus Moronicus Idiotus. There you go. That's his Roman name. <laughs> it doesn't Bugs matter. Bugs Bunny would be proud. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no actual argument against this because there's no actual argument on that side as to how Abraham Lincoln could have better demonstrated Black Lives Matter. There's no actual argument as to how Bernie Sanders could have not frozen to death and still not demonstrated white privilege. There's no argument on that side. There's no there there. And we have to be willing to point that and say, the ground you're standing upon is nothingness. Your feet are firmly planted about two feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. You are floating along in nothingness. The, The winds of culture have blown you astray, and you have no anchor. I do. And the reason we have to do this is this. You're not going to win them. But there is always an audience for a fight. 
mm. always. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. learned I learned this lesson when I was a seminary student. My uh, my my philosophy professor at Southeastern Seminary is Bruce Little, great man, still doing good work. And Bruce Little d- would do debates with atheists, and he okay. would and they would argue. You know, they have a, a debate topic. You know, the reliability of scripture or something like that. And yeah. They would debate it, and we found out he was having one of these debates, and we're like, "Ooh, we want to go see it." So we asked him how we go about it, like, is it limited seating? And he goes, well, if you guys want to come, that's fine. But don't spread it too loudly that I'm doing it, because he didn't announce it in class. We just found out about it. I don't even know how we found out about it. <laughs> and he said, to be perfectly honest with you, if you guys don't mind, don't come. Hmm. And we asked, well, why not? Okay. We want to see this in action. Because no, I understand that, but for every seat you take up is a seat the other side doesn't occupy. And I want as many atheists, atheists and agnostics and unbelievers in the seats as possible so that they can hear the truth. And I was like, dang, nabbit. I just got Jesus juked by a PhD in Indeed. philosophy. <laughs> yeah. What in the world? You should record it or at least have it in a separate room so <laughs> well, that y'all can learn I mean, how. He wasn't, he wasn't responsible for that. But, it, was, no. it was being held someplace yeah. else. There. But, yeah, I, but, I but his point. point was, this is a good lesson. In a fight, which this is a worldview argument, a debate is a fight. Yes, it's an yes. argument. Yeah. There's always an audience. You're not going to win the hardcore believer. Now, I'm, I shouldn't say you're not because the Holy Spirit can change anybody, obviously. But odds are the, com- the committed pagan is not being won over. Yeah. But there are people who are watching. There are little eyes and little ears, both young and old, who are paying attention. And as we stand firm on the truth, the Holy Spirit works. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the words concerning Christ. So yes. as we proclaim the truth, we proclaim the solid rock upon which we stand, and that, and that being the reason why we don't move. See, I reject this concept of, of white privilege and intersectionality because my God made them male and female in his image, all of them. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not arguing your culture. I'm arguing scripture. Yeah. I reject right. your standards for what demonstrates my acquiescence to your culture because God has called me to love my neighbor as I love myself, to live sacrificially and make disciples. And as I am faithful in that, I am demonstrating a biblical standard, not your shifting worldly standard. And there's a difference between those two things. Yes, so, there is. This is why I'm always telling you, ground your actions, ground your word, know what you believe, why you believe it, and how that works itself out. Because if you don't, you're going to walk into this culture, and you're, gonna, and you're just going to be so dumbfounded and blindsided that you're not going to know how to react. And by the time yeah. you figure it out, it's going to be 2042, and we're all going to be you know, freezing to death because we can't have mittens because that would be racist. Mittens, Gracious. people. Mittens. Something all right. to cover your hands. Are you ready for story number three? <laughs> I need to start drinking my stress tea Because this is where it gets really good <laughs> Okay Because the, the theme of the show is How dumb can you people actually get? I just went to Walmart <laughs> People of <laughs> actually, Walmart Walmart's gotten pretty better Pretty good on Thursday mornings Between 9 and 10.30 One, right. if, you're, if you're there after that It starts getting a little crazy But The yeah. Chinese <laughs> health ministry Okay why, do, okay, for, why, why, why we care about the Chinese health ministry? Well, because they know these things, apparently. Oh, okay. Because it's a, it's, it's a rather large, populous, rich nation. I mean, they're, they're, they're a mover and a shaker on the world stage. Okay. So, right. the Chinese health ministry has announced that the, um, the swab test that you're doing for COVID is not the most effective test. So, okay. you know the one where they take, like, the nine-foot stick and they run it all the way to the back of your brain and then they scratch it for a few minutes to see if you got the Rona? Yeah, they don't do that quite anymore. They just get the end of it. People have complained that if it's so contagious that I can sneeze and give well, it to people, then you can just do that. China, the end, where so. the virus yeah. originated, 
has said uh-huh. that that test is not as good as it should be and that there are better means of testing. That the nasal swab is a bad idea. I'm not kidding. I am, okay. This is not a joke. All right. So, Matt, this is the question that makes me worried as to the answer of it. So, what is the better test? It's not nasal swabs. It's anal swabs. No. <laughs> this is what they're saying. It's I am actually... not a vet. I am not a pet. No. We take your temperature while we're at it. <laughs> no. They ain't doing it. No. No. We need to take your temperature. I bag them. Uh-uh. Nope. I just won't be going. That'd be all right. Yeah, this... Oh, my gosh. Now, again... How stupid can this world actually get that you're actually with a straight face going to put out on, a, on an international newswire that, hey, there's a uh, respiratory infection. You, you shouldn't be swabbing the nose. You should, be, you should be swabbing their butts. I wonder if they were just sitting in a room and be like, hey, oh, what, the toilet what paper could, they bought what could we do reason. to mess with them? Oh like, do you think they'd buy this? Do, do you they think, bought all the toilet paper yeah, for no reason, apparently, because do you, of, do you, of do you, respiratory. Do you think they'll? Do you think? Do you think we should run with it? Like we'll, we'll tell them anal swabs instead of nasal swabs for a respiratory virus and see what happens. I mean, why not? Why not? What's it going to hurt? I mean, you can't do that drive-through, can you? Like you, they got the drive-through testing sites where you pull up, roll down your window. I mean, you can't. You can't do the butt swab in a drive-through, can you? <laughs> you can moon a bus. You can do it. It can I be done. Not. It can be done. But, now, again, we're laughing at this because it's. Utterly, ridiculously stupid. But at the same token, what was dumb 20 years ago is mainstream today. If you do not put your heels in the ground and say, no. Yeah, that that doesn't even make sense. What? No, it doesn't even make sense. No, I mean, respiratory. But again, the mask mandates don't make sense. No. The social distancing doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. We've got our benevolent, you know, dictator Fauci telling people that if you have a Super Bowl party, don't cheer. <laughs> this was the same guy who seven, eight months ago was saying that, you know, if you've got to have a, a Tinder hookup, at least wear a mask. If you got to have yeah. a Tinder hookup. So like, so like we wow. can't go see grandma in a nursing home, but I can hook up with a rando on the internet. Oh, my gracious. This is where we're at. Look, I even read something the other day. Just, oh, she's reading. I know. I had five minutes in between the laundry going off and finishing <laughs> one job and starting another I got to get heavier chains. But, <laughs> but they were talking about how, how people, um, they were cleaning the, telling them to clean your, your groceries and anything you buy at the store. When you get it home, leave it, clean oh, it, leave wait. it in the garage for like a day or so before you bring it in or whatever. And they're now saying it did more harm than good because people were actually mixing chemicals. Like, they were wiping stuff down with Clorox and then spraying it with hydrogen peroxide in the house. Dangerous chemicals. You can't mix certain chemicals. Ammonia, Clorox, hydrogen peroxide, vinegar. They shouldn't have been doing that. They should have been using bioesque. Oh, good gracious. <laughs> and if you have no idea I what I just that. said, go listen to last week's. It'll do you good. <laughs> but yeah, they're actually saying that oh, cool. this, the CDC put this out and, and they're saying that we, they, they should have never because done that because one, it doesn't work. Because common is no longer common. And because two, it's dangerous. Because are racist and Abraham Lincoln didn't demonstrate that black people mattered to him. This mm-hmm. is, and that therefore a respiratory virus is going to be examined through your rear end. Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, go watch the movie Hot Shots. I feel it's like it's like walleye, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no man gonna take that route with me. And if you haven't seen Hot Shots, watch Hot Shots. It'll do you good. It's <laughs> it's worth it. No. Again, 
when you when you allow it's like children what was the old old line for raising children if you give them an inch they'll take a mile they'll take a mile well when it comes to government and when it comes to media and lying and and propaganda when you give them an inch they'll take 27 miles yeah they will I mean, and this has been a topic of interest for me i, I i'm a i was a weird kid who would have thought that right in 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 middle school i actually did a, a multi-page research paper on propaganda Okay. And did research as to how the Nazis used propaganda in media and things like that. And you do that in the in the midnight. Uh, let me see, middle school, late middle school. So that'd been mid nineties. You do that, and then you start watching the news, going, oh, "I can <laughs> see it." Yeah. And then and then it. the rest of your life is ruined. So kids don't learn about propaganda. <laughs> it'll it'll ruin your childhood yeah. and adulthood. But, It'll make you mad when you walk through the But the ideas behind messaging in the Overton window and how in, in jamming and just shoving information so quickly, this is why social media is such a big deal because what it tries to do and what it effectively does is it just crams so much information at you that you can't process it all. Yeah, you can't fact check that. And so you see the stupidity going on on the corner and go, well, that's just dumb. No one will believe that. And then all of a sudden you look up five years later and go, wait a minute, the stupidity is now a thing. And you don't know how it happened because you weren't prepared. Yeah. You weren't evaluating. This is why guard your streams, guard with the information that comes in, and run everything through the filter. Because if you don't, you're going to show up to your doctor in about five years for a flu test, and he's going to tell you to grab your ankles. Mm-mm. <laughs> and you know, nope, but I don't need the flu science test. has shown. We, seriously, go on the news on CNN and say science has shown, and everybody's going to say what? Oh. Yeah. They're just going to live. Please tell me. Please tell me. We all believe in science. Yes. yes. Three months later, science has shown what we said last time was wrong. Because it's paganism. Science because you, is because not it, God. And if you think I'm being ridiculous, again, if you're paying attention to what's going on, Fauci said double masking could help reduce the spread. Mm-hmm. And then literally 48 hours later said, well, there's no actual evidence that double masking would do anything. And then two days after that, we announced that, you know, we should probably be doing double masking. See, there's no rhyme or reason, Mm-mm. but why does he have a standing in a pagan worldview? Because the shifting sand just keeps shifting. And they just picked him to start talking so, to somebody else. So once they've anointed him as the authority, he is now the tribal chieftain. So his word is law. Well, what's law on Monday? Maybe it isn't law on Wednesday, but who cares? That was Monday. Today's Wednesday. Friday's coming. It'll be something different. Yeah, pretty much. There is no anchor. This is, this is why we sang songs for years in church, My Anchor Holds. Mm-hmm. Why we sing, you know, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground is shifting sand. Because this is why Ephesians, Luke, why they use the references and the examples that they do. Why Colossians tells you to be rooted. You know, the big oak tree is rooted. You don't just knock it over by pushing on it. You, no. have, to, you have to actually destroy something to get it over. Yeah. Culture doesn't have that kind of power. No, it doesn't. It and God has the power to uphold. So this is why these examples are used, because what they do is they remind you that, hey, the stupidity out there is not getting any better. It's only getting worse. And if you do not ground yourself in the truth, you are going to be in serious, serious trouble. Yep. Do we have anything else that we should add to that? Um, We're being careful. It's going to be cold, so don't wear a coat. Or mittens, because mittens, mittens are racist. They're as racist as <laughs> Abraham Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, everything you thought you knew is wrong. And bring Vaseline to your next uh, ophthalmology appointment, apparently, or something. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, again, how dumb can you be? It was never meant to be a challenge. It was an observation, but this is where we're going. Yeah. So we're a little, You're actually, right. we're about the normal time. We're, we're trying to be a little quick today because we've got like the death storm coming down on us and we're trying to not drive home in it. So we will <laughs> get this finished up. If you have any questions, comments, complaints, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. If you have a story you would like us to go over that we have not gone over, even if we missed it and it's a month old, we don't care. If it's interesting or fun, we'll go through it and try to apply a biblical worldview. Send it to the same email address. If you go to the website, practicaltheologyministries.com, you'll find links to some resources, a Bible reading plan with notes, uh, a little book that we wrote on the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll get access to the sermons, links to the church's website, Calvary Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois. You can see if you're following us on your favorite podcasting app. You can uh, listen in on past sermons. Again, Lou should be back at some point when life returns to normal on a regular basis and go through theology stuff. So, Help us out. Send us all the information you want us to go through, and we'll do the best we can. If you have any questions, send them, and we'll answer them. In the meantime, pay attention. Evaluate this world. Read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.